Well, good evening, everyone. Um, if you had a great time connecting with God uh, through musical worship, let me hear you tonight. It's, um, it's always sacred when uh, God's sons and daughters get together, but it feels a little extra sacred to be able to uh, sort of enter the throne room and worship. And so thankful for our worship team. Uh, in a little bit, all of the women will get a chance to hear from Tracy, which I know we're really looking forward to. And then all of the guys will go into the Victory Auditorium. And uh, Seth has a, a message, and uh, we're just going to reflect some on Sunday. But uh, let me see your hands. If you were at our Sunday, first Sunday worship gathering of 2018, uh, this past Sunday. Was that not a remarkable time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, what I want to do just by way of short introduction is to hear from some of us in terms of how we experienced this past Sunday. Maybe an impression, a thought, a conversation, something that God said to you, something you witnessed, something you felt. Uh, just, it, you know, I was so proud. It was one of those moments that uh, I have longed to see for quite a while, and I know I will remember for quite a while. So uh, please raise your hand if you have something to share. And uh, we've got our own Hank Solano who will give you the mic. Okay, and let's try to get as many as possible, uh, brief but uh, powerful. Yeah, let's start with Lionel. Uh, yeah, um, I'm Lionel. I'm you know, it was refreshing, you know, being a disciple for a while, you know, you can kind of sometimes lose the humor of God in different cases. And I appreciated just the fire and the passion and the humor that was brought forth and the stories that can be the most intense. You know, you, you're talking about these different people that are experiencing these things and, and just the energy that was brought was very refreshing. It kind of was a wake-up call for me, you know. You remember your younger years, and you were fired up, passionate, more passionate. And I'm thinking, wow, why, why shouldn't I be that passionate now? Mm -hmm. You know. And so that was really a great service for me personally, from the standpoint of just being around for a while. Yeah, excellent, so, yeah. excellent. I agree. I agree. Uh, let's see. Yes, uh, here, here, uh, Thiele. Hey. So uh, it definitely was refreshing for me. It took me back to when I was baptized and. Um, just the zeal that I had 20 years ago, uh, 20 years December. And um, I remember being met in the grocery store, and I was thinking about that. And then I went out into the fellowship, and I thought about the other message, you know, talking to someone I really don't know that well. And it was Angela, and she introduced me to her friend who she had met in the grocery store. And he was out, and um, it just was so cool to see how God worked through her and just, you know, she was refreshing and just her zeal to reach out to the friend that she bought. I'm just looking to see if she was here. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he was from Nigeria, and then it brought me back to the guy Norman studied the Bible with, who was from Nigeria, and we were talking about that. And then we're from East Orange, New Jersey, and he was from Orange, New Jersey. And I was just like, okay, God, I'm just, <laughs> it was just a whole lot of... Uh, just great moments of just, okay, although I'm old in the faith, I guess, um, I can still be zealous and fresh and, and just, you know, new, new again. So mm -hmm. it was mm -hmm. really encouraging. Thanks. Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree. Um, I don't know. Is that uh, Tiffany? Yeah. yeah. Got to go. Oh, sorry. I got to get over to this side. Uh, see. Oh, sorry. Wow. Yeah. Big voice. 
Hi. Um, yeah, I also thought it was really very refreshing. I loved um, his humor, but I also love his depth. Um, putting a new twist on a story that I've read, I've always thought it was strange that the pigs jumped into the water, but I appreciate how he really brought to life about when the demons come against Jesus, how they beg. You know, they're like, please don't hurt us, and they're aware of his power. Mm-hmm. Um, I also appreciated how he said, whenever you um, are, I don't know the exact words, like are intertwined with Satan's plans, like it's always going to be something that's self-destructive. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was such a powerful way that he visualized expressing this man is out there cutting himself, and when they went into the pigs, they threw themselves into the into the water, like, I don't even want to live anymore. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, wow, that's such a powerful example of the spiritual battle that we're always in. Yep. And I thought he was hilarious. I thought he was deep. I love the meat, meat at the end yeah. <laughs> um, with the whole plane. And I just really appreciated how he intertwined his own kind of personal life experience. I felt he was super relatable. And I, I just, I mean, I already love that story, but he just gave such a great, I think, insight um, to this spiritual battle. So yeah, excellent. Yep. Great. Uh, let's see. Okay. We'll start here. Uh, and then we'll go to this side. Make sure we'll end with Kiara right here. Glad says that. Hey, oh, Vanessa, okay. Hi. Hi. um, one thing that I think was really cool, which I'm kind of noticing a common thread in everyone sharing is the way that he told that story. It was a story. And what was kind of validating, I think, for me is because our whole thing is helping people find their place in God's story. And we do, Um, honor the fact that everything in life is a story and God created this beautiful narrative um, of life. And we talk a lot about that, but it kind of reminded me how many people in our ministry have the gift of storytelling and we have so many creatives in many different ways. And so I think what was interesting was I was thinking a lot about how much I want to start praying for God to use our members in a similar fashion to tell these stories because I was just sitting there in awe of this story that I've read so many times, and it, it was scary and funny and intense, and there were so many different layers to it, and it just kind of reminded me why I personally feel like that's such a strong aspect that we have, and I really want, I'm excited, I think, to see what God does with that in, within our own ministry, and it just reminded me of that. So. Yeah. It, it was, was cool, because uh, I've known Jeff for a few years, and he's got a uh, master's in uh, theology and um, another degree, but I'm pretty sure his undergrad was in drama. I think it uh, which I'm like, ah, yeah, I see. <laughs> There's a reason for everything. But, uh, yeah, I was, and let me say this. I don't, I don't want to stop the, uh, sharing, but I'm so grateful, so proud, not only for you to hear uh, him, but I was so proud of introducing our family to his family. And the fact that, uh, you know, his uh, son and daughter-in-law were there and we got to go out to lunch afterwards and just to be able to introduce them to so many who are family. I was a proud moment, like a spiritual dad moment. And you guys really did great. You were great hosts. So thank you. Uh, Let's see. Right here. I can't see who that is. Someone with some. Oh, what's up, Queen? It's the Queen. (laughs) Lisa. Aguilaya. Well, we too thought like Sunday was absolutely amazing. And, you know, sometimes God, like he really wants to drive that point home. So Monday, Adi and I decided we were just going to go out and have a little snack. And we were talking about the message. We went to California Pizza Kitchen and we were talking about the message on Sunday. And I kid you not, in walks a completely naked man. Oh, wow. Like, bust through the door, <laughs> and we're like, oh, oh my gosh. 
I, I Is this was, CPK in Burbank? Yes. Wow. In Burbank. <laughs> Glad I wasn't there. <laughs> I, yes, you should be. It's like Glad it wasn't me. My <laughs> dig them out. And we were, we were standing, I like, I'm like, we're going home. Right? I don't even want to be here. And he's like, no, honey, we're just going to stay, and we're going to have dinner. So I'm that jumping. That was Addy? Addy? <laughs> of course it's Addy. This is Addy. I'm jumping the whole night. He's trying to talk to me. And I'm like, oh, who's it? Okay. And the waiter comes, and he's just talking. And so, of course, Adi shares with him, and he just, like, sets the plates down. And he goes, I was just praying that somebody would point me in the direction of God today on my way to work. How cool. And he says, I can't even believe that you reached out to me. And he's like, I'm stunned. And I just think, like, sometimes, you know, for me, I'm one of those hard way learners. So sometimes God has to, like, send a forceful, powerful message <laughs> to help me to remember his point. And, yeah, that was it. So it, the message was amazing, but his message afterwards drove that right on home because I would have left. <laughs> I'd have left the restaurant, but Ade's like, we're going to stay. So, yeah. Wow. I, that was awesome. <laughs> only Ade and Lisa, so... <laughs> And isn't that, it is cool, yeah, let's hear it for that. It is cool, so many of those moments, you never know who's, who's seeking. You just never know. But well done, Lisa. <laughs> wow. Uh, yes, uh, back here. Who was that, Jen? Yeah. Like your highlights, is that a little blue that I see? Yeah, it's okay. changing. Wow. Um, so I'm the wild card of the sharing because I actually was in Shining Stars. But the cool thing was we had, um, I got to hear about it through a visitor's perspective. And she's actually studying the Bible. And um, the first study that I jumped in, um, it was pretty interesting how God led the conversation. This person has been dealing with the spiritual battle, but has no tools or narrative of understanding what's happening, that the narrative that we have from the Bible. So she came to um, Kids Point area and she found me. She was like, the message was perfect. And it gave her narrative. And on top of that, I believe there are a lot of people that are searching for narrative to understand what is this, what's that, what's this? And what they have is the media, what they have is movies, what they have is this, but they don't have the word of God. Mm -hmm. And so to have someone from up there teach the Bible and give the narrative of what is happening in the world and gave context to what she is personally experiencing right now and is in torment mm. and is seeking answers and was seeking for answers before. Mm -hmm. And she actually went somewhere else before. And when she just gave him a little clue of what she was feeling, people said to her, um, we don't believe in that. And so then she was like, oh, my gosh, so I, I'm crazy. I'm gonna, who am I going to talk to? And so in Bible study, she ended up sharing. And so to be able to have not just a few people say, that totally makes sense, the Bible talks about it, but to have a whole, you know, the, the message about, you know, I didn't get to watch it yet, but this is why it was so powerful, because I heard it through the lens mm -hmm. of someone that doesn't have the context, and it blew her mind, and it was a source of hope to see Jesus is more powerful. It's not the opposite. Yeah. Jesus, God, oh my gosh, it's so amazing. Come be close to him. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So it gave her hope. So it was perfect timing. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. It's a great meeting. I met uh, Mia's cousin. 
and I met a couple that Mike Morgan invited out. And you could just see coming out so many people. It was, it was like, I did hear that several times. This was perfect for me. Okay, let's do a couple more. Hank, let's see right up here. We got four. Uh, let's do Derek right here. And then uh, Joey, Billy, and in on KB. All right. Um, so I just love his storytelling. I know everyone's saying that, but um, it was just really cool to just to be like, man, that's in the Bible. And I felt like I was watching Netflix or something. <laughs> it was like amazing. And, um, and so I, I thought that was great on one level, but on another level, here's this guy who comes from another tribe. So um, he's not an ICOC person. Um, and just to, to know that we, we welcome that, you know, and God can work no matter what tribe you're from, uh, to impact us was just incredible. And, um, also just for the staff and just thank you for setting this up. So, yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Very proud. Uh, let's see, Joey. Jeff is cool, man. <laughs> this guy, um, I felt like he gave me a visual adaptation of that scripture mm-hmm. and, and almost like a 360 view of what was going on in that immediate moment. And I have never seen or heard anybody in 20 some years paint such a visual picture Mm -hmm. of what was happening. Mm -hmm. And I think later on thinking about it, what struck me was, uh, because there was a time when I couldn't go home and I wasn't allowed on the property. And even as a disciple, it took four years uh, for my parents to welcome me back into their home. And I just think about uh, when he says, no, you can't come with me. I love that. He's like, no, get out of the boat. Like you can't go home. And I just think about and reflect on that moment when I got to go home. Cool. Excellent. Billy, thank you. Um, thanks so much for the invite to for him to speak. It was amazing. It was, he was funny. I actually kind of thought he was going to be a little dry personally, and I was like, oh. I'm I heard just... that. Someone else said I, I was skeptical first. <laughs> and then oh, you have little him. faith. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Um, but he was just so funny, and I just, I really connected with him. Um, you know, he was definitely someone, I think when he was telling the story, I, hearing the story in a different perspective, I think I've heard a lot of the story about the the gentleman who that who had a demon and then him going um him and all his stories but i think the second part of it when he talked about um going home and he talked about the people who he affected and how their reaction and i think that that's the part i never really thought about it's like as we're sharing our faith with people we're studying the bible like we're not just affecting one person we're affecting many people Mm -hmm. many years many Mm -hmm. many people who won't have the opportunity without God's change of their life. And mm-hmm. so I think that that was the part that hit me the most is that I'm studying a Bible with a woman and I get to see how I'm affecting her life mm-hmm. and how she's affecting my life. And mm-hmm. it's just, it just kind of blew me away. So thanks. Thank you. And thanks for studying with Tanya. Excellent. Okay. Kiara. Okay. So yes to what everybody's already said. And on top of that, I think, um, Man, there's so many things, but 
this lesson for me and the way that he spoke really showed me um, like more of Jesus's heart and just for me reminded me why I wanted to become a disciple. And I love that in this one encounter, you see Jesus like rebuking demons and showing mercy and healing someone and then shocking him when he says, no, you can't come on the boat and then like commanding him what to do and humbly leaving after he saves everybody. He lets them say no to him and he doesn't take it personal. He keeps going on his way Mm -hmm. and keeps pointing this man back to God. And I just thought he's such a boss. Like he, Jesus literally is the best person ever. And I want to have that heart like him. And I just felt inspired the whole service. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait to go read this again. But I just think, like, the Bible is so epic. And in the world, I think it can become so dull. Like, it's underrated by yeah. the world. And they don't get that visual of how amazing. Like, this is one encounter with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like, what? 33? Anyways. Um, and then he would drop these one-liners where I'm, like, laughing. And then I'm like, oh, my gosh, what? So convicted. And when he was talking about the gas, I'm like, where is this story going? And then he's like... <laughs> Why didn't you share with me? And I was like, dang, I need to be sharing with people. I just felt super convicted. And then, sorry, last thing for now. Um, When he was like, the next time you look at someone and think that they'll never change or come to church, think of this man. And it was the first time I realized this guy had 2,000 demons. I'm always like, oh, Legion, he's this powerful, scary demon. But I'm like, 2,000? Like, he's naked, he's cutting himself, all this stuff, like... I've never come in contact with anyone like that. God can move however he wants and change anybody. So I was super inspired. I loved it. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I, uh, we... (laughs) Should I, should I... Thumbs up or down? One more. We got to do it for Shayla. Huh? Oh, Oh, my goodness, okay. I'm such a soft touch. Okay. If, okay, I, I'm going to get you. I'm not going to, because then I don't, I'm like, I know who I can't mess with. I can't cross the line with Lisa. Okay, so Shayla quickly, and then we'll end with Lisa. Um, yeah, I definitely echo everything uh, everybody said. Uh, I feel like since last year was such a digging deep year for me, I felt like, God was revealing how many demons had been possessing me mm-hmm. um, throughout my childhood and my family. And so the guy, um, I think the story hit me in a different way, thinking about my father and just him being the pro- like predominantly abusive figure in my life um, and <laughs> imagining him being free from what's plaguing his life mm-hmm. and coming home the way that he described that man. Um, it just like... I was just, wow, I was just so, uh, I guess I had given up on my dad, um, but only God can do that kind of miracle. But then also feeling just the realness of Jesus to, uh, he got involved in people's lives, uh, things that got, made other people uncomfortable and afraid, and I feel like last year was such a uh, a difficult process for me to dig that deep. I didn't want to even know myself that real. but he wanted to know me that real. And he wants me to know other people that real. Yeah. And so just not to be afraid. That's a great point, yeah. I've been so afraid to get deep with people, afraid mm-hmm. of their demons coming out to hurt me. Mm-hmm. But like knowing who is in me that set me from, free from my demons is more powerful than the demons that could try to hurt me and others that they need me to touch them to heal them. So yeah. 
that was a really great message. Now that was a great comment. Thank you. Thanks. Wow. Very convicting. Well done. All right, Lisa. Where? Right here. Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, ditto to what everyone said. Um, I think that the most powerful thing for me was as a position of a parent, um, yeah. you know, um, dealing with substance abuse and violent behavior and things like that, it really impacted me because I find that the only thing that works in those crazy moments is love mm -hmm. to bring everything. Mm -hmm. And it made me think about, um, it made me, it did make me think about like, yeah, but that's Jesus. <laughs> you know, I was kind of like, well, Jesus got all those demons out and put them in the pigs and sent them and, and, and got rid of the demons. And sometimes we don't feel that powerful. You know, we yeah. doubt. Yeah. And so I think the power of that story for me and I'm sure many others you know, dealing with that sort of thing is to, to, um, cause it's, cause it's very fearful. It brings a about a lot of fear and, and, you know, and you just want to hide. Mm -hmm. Um, but that love does overcome and love does win mm -hmm. and well that, said. and, and, you know, that we, we can rebuke the enemy. And also what I got out of it from the gasoline story was because I have kids and my kids, you know, except for Olivia. Everybody knows Olivia. She's my little church partner. But my kids, <laughs> they just are so negative about God. They don't want to hear about it. And so it was like what, it, what, what brought that to the forefront of my mind was that I'm not sharing enough. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I need to share more as a parent, even when they don't want to hear it in little ways and that was so important to me like I was like wow yes I need to share more even when they don't want to hear it find those ways to share mm -hmm. so I just feel like he covered so much okay. it was what a glorious man and just a wealth of lovely information yeah. so thank you yeah well thank you guys thank you all Sarah Felisa so um a few quick things number one um that Reality has taken many, many conversations and meetings and lunches and talks and conferences. And um, it is hopefully a beginning step toward greater and greater uh, God lifting our eyes up and having uh, us be in contact with people who are Jesus followers who can help us be better. And um, so... I hope you're encouraged knowing, I think that's where the spirit is leading us. And uh, the whole theme of, you know, we started talking last week was make it better. I was so, uh, you know, I was just so happy because I feel like Sunday, the spirit made it better. It was obviously better, right? And uh, not just with Jeff, but, uh, you know, we talked about our Sunday gathering etiquette, right? Everybody remember that last week? I know some of you weren't here. Uh, but I want to encourage you and remind you every week we want to do our stuff. Can somebody just quickly shout out whatever, something that comes to mind in terms of Sunday gathering etiquette that we need to make sure we price for next Sunday. Michelle. 
Okay, our starting time, if we're, if we're a member, raise your hand if you're a member. Okay, you're a member. Uh, this, our starting time as members is 10.30, right? Our, for, for guests, it's 11. Our starting time is 10.30. Okay, yes, Karen. Three-minute rule. Once the gathering is done, don't talk to anyone you know for three minutes. Find someone you don't know. Yes, that is uh, planned, and yes, it is contrived, and yes, it is spiritual. Yes. Uh, when the welcomer comes up, stop talking. And when the welcomer says, good morning, we say, good morning. Right. It, it makes a difference. Okay, a couple others. Yes, uh, John. We should all sing. Isn't that remarkable? Yes, well done. Our triathlete, yes, uh, KT. So let me give you the mic so you can say that. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't going to say anything, but um, I was sitting in the third row. We normally sit near the front because it keeps people focused. And all of us. And it helps. Anyway, just a little side tip. It helps if you have trouble with people staying focused. The closer you sit, the more you are focused. It's amazing because people from the stage can see you. But anyway... Um, I was like, why are all these chairs empty? Oh my gosh. I was so embarrassed because here's this guy who comes from like another tribe, right? So I was very aware and I just felt embarrassed. I really felt embarrassed for us. Sorry. Everyone has all these great comments, but I had, that was my overwhelming thought until he started talking more and then I let it go. But I just felt embarrassed. That's all. Okay. So, so unsolicited. There's a reason why we ask everyone, use the bathroom before you come, pray, and use the bathroom before you come, and then sit up in the front, fill in the front. And ushers, where are you? We need to do better. Even It was great. Improve. We need to do better. Sweet. We need to rope off as much of the back as we can, and we need to smile and force people to sit and fill in the front, right? Because we're making it better. It's not about us. It's about us honoring God and hopefully letting people see God through us. Okay, so ushers, rope, we need it. You hear me? You hear me, ushers? Okay, and then don't get an attitude if we say you need to fill in all this stuff because we just heard, right, it, it makes the service better if we're up closer. Um, so uh, there are many others. You need to, hopefully you got the email. Read, read the uh, different uh, bullet points. The idea, guys, is we, are, we need to be our best. Whatever God does with our best is his business, but we need to offer our best. So yeah. that's what we're doing on Sunday, and I, I pray that sun, this Sunday is even better. Honestly, the, the ultimate test for the, the quality of a message is how much behavioral change it produces. It's great to feel great about a great experience, but the acid test is what do I do differently and how do I think differently and how do I behave differently for having heard, not being hearers only, but doers.